Who remembers Perugia? Who remembers Palermo, Venezia, Benevento, Cagliari, Cosenza, Ascoli, Bari? Welcome, listeners. Like Peter Kay, we're going to be doing some professional remembering today as we <laughs> actually talk about Serie B. Welcome to the Anglo-Italian pod. As always, my name is Rory and I'm joined by my very good friend, Adam. And I'm blessed to remember those days, Rory. I remember the OGs, which were Pisa for me. Alexis Oof. or Lexi Lalas even playing his heart out for that defence, um, being a household name by the 94 World Cup. But Rory, more importantly, how are you doing, mate? I am very good. I'm very good. I'm glad that I've been able to run back from work and get here in just <laughs> yeah. in time. We're only an hour late. So for Italians, that's pretty good. We're that's pretty normal, much on right? time. <laughs> pretty much on time. Um, had a very good footballing weekend. Football week in general, I would say. Um, but we'll get on to that. Adam, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. You can see I'm donning a certain Wicked Wanderers top just purely because we won the... Uh, coveted m40 derby which is phenomenally Ooh. known worldwide right but uh more importantly rory we did uh manage to interview a great guest on friday evening which uh we won't spoil it but yeah i have to say i had lots of fits of laughters when we were yeah. doing the interview it was epic so we won't spoil it but yeah you definitely have to listen to it when it does come out it's incredible rory that let's is take it away yeah no it's a really it is a big interview i'm really happy that we managed to get him on and yeah it was a great start to this footballing mm. weekend again just finishing work and my boss was like oh i hope you have a good weekend like don't get too drunk tonight i was like actually i'm interviewing <laughs> and then kind of left it like yeah. that um but let's as adam said i'm not going to spoil it but we are going to start by talking about we're going to do a quick bit we're going to be in italy but we're going to talk about, for finally, we've kept forgetting, kept forgetting, <laughs> and now we're finally ready to talk about it. We're going to talk about Serie B, where Barry are currently Maybe. joint top with Regina. Now, Barry, straight from Serie C, they are having an unbelievable season. They've currently played a 1-5 drawn three, the only unbeaten team in the league, and they did this well, this weekend. They continued their unbeaten run by beating, where's it gone? Oh, God, Venezia 2-1 away. Now, this is a run of huge results that Bayern have got recently. Um, they won 6-2 last weekend against Brescia. They beat Cagliari mm. 1-0 away with 10 men. They've won, they drew uh, home to Spal. They've beaten Perugia away 3-1. They've picked up quite a few red cards. Looking now, every game they've been involved in, I think, <laughs> or most of them has had at least one red card. Definitely a fiery team, but they are absolutely killing it. And there's one player that I wanted to talk about. If you don't know, you need to get to know him. Walid Kadira. Yep. he is having an mm. unbelievable season. Have you seen any? Have you seen anything of him so far? Um, um, I, I've tried to catch as much as I could in terms of little highlights mm -hmm. that I could. But yeah, I did want to mention him a few weeks ago um, because his record is phenomenal. And right now it's eight games, eight goals, four assists. Like, mm -hmm. for a sole striker at the moment, he's doing incredibly well. Um, one of the interesting points is he came from Parma as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like he's unknown, so to speak. Yeah. But, yeah, he's done the rounds at a few clubs and now is finding his home. So he seems like a player that's got a lot of pace, a lot of kind of 
agile kind of movement as well. So I think he's going to be very fluid if he ever makes it into Serie A and um, he can play for Italy. So you never know. This could be the Jamie Vardy story. Who knows? Well, he but... has just been called up into the Morocco national team. They've got him nice and early. They've gone, bang, we're having you. And <laughs> I think it is a huge, huge call for them. He's absolutely mm. smashing it. As you said, eight goals, four assists. Last year with Barry in Serie Cheat, he had a great season as well. Uh, 38 games, seven goals, but was absolutely key to the promotion push. And you're right, Palmer, they had him there, but just loaned him out to Arezzo in Serie D, Lecco in mm. Serie C, Mantova in Serie D, um, and then Barry in Serie C, who now eventually signed him permanently. Just yep. an absolutely lovely player to watch, properly exciting. Barry looking very, very good. I'm very excited. The missus is incredibly excited. The idea of seeing yeah. Barry. She's never been to the San Siro, right? And I don't want to jinx it, but she's like, we're not going until Barry play at the San Siro. Okay, <laughs> cool. We'll go in with the Barry fans because there's enough people from Barry down uh, up in Milan that will be able to do it. But they're having a hell of a season. But the mm. other thing to talk about, and you want to talk about him a little bit, is Regina as well. Yeah. Like, Regina. They're, they're sharing top spot with, with Barry, having a hell of a season. Yeah, incredible. They've got an ex-Polish international, Chuoniak, who's the centre-back. Mm -hmm. He's the Brazilian pole, as we always seem to have this abundance of yeah. Brazilian poles <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, he kind of went down the radar after his appearance for the national team. And he's like their centre-back at the moment, doing quite well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Regina, I'd be pleased to see them back in Serie A. It's been a long time. I seem to remember in that kind of 90s period, that's where they seem to don. And they seem to unearth a few of the younger ta talents, right? So I think, mm. if I'm not mistaken, they also had for a period of time Pirlo playing for them. So, yes. you know, this they is one of those had... teams that have got like a knack for bringing out talented players through their team as well. So Yeah, they, they have had some great players and they were, as you said, in Serie A for quite a long time. One of those teams, I'm mm. pretty sure it's a reincarnation of the former team. <laughs> I yeah. think it is. I think it is. Um Full-on Serie B fans, do feel free to correct me. But elsewhere in Serie B, there's teams that aren't having so much fun. A team that you may mm. remember, Spal, not in Serie A so long ago, currently find themselves in 14th. But there may be light at the end of the tunnel for them, Adam. Who yes. may this light be? Well, I did kind of speculate earlier to you, but it is De Rossi. Daniele De Rossi <sighs> is lined up to be the manager at Spal. So it'd be very fascinating. It hasn't been confirmed completely yet, but it'd be great to see him because obviously Fabio Cannavaro is doing the business at mm -hmm. Benevento, who are only a few places above Spal as we speak. Yeah. And um, just to mix it up, we've also got Venezia, who are struggling down that bottom half of Serie B. And uh, for those that are very avid fans of Serie A, you may remember Perugia as well. They mm -hmm. used to have the likes of Nakata. They're currently bottom of Serie B and in danger of going out of the league. So, yeah, there's some big names, Rory. There's some big names that are in the wrong end of the mix, so to speak. Um, well, just to just to chuck two more in, um, Thierry Henry and Fabregas owned Como. Yeah. Fabregas is currently playing for them, are currently 19th as well. So they are not doing well. I am definitely making my way to a Como game this season. You have though. to. Just, yeah. uh, maybe when they play Barry, just <laughs> to try and chase Fabregas for a signature. I've got a shirt here that he needs to sign and I need to chase him down the street with it. Um, but yeah, that is the kind of Serie B roundup at the moment. I think it's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be 
Mm. Honestly, I I said with Barty because since meeting the good lady, I've kind of started taking an interest in them. I've been down to Barty, been to the stadium, been to a few games. And you can see how huge a club it is. It's just oh, massive. Yeah. The whole city is obsessed with it. But they were stuck in Serie A They just could not get out. And for people who, like new listeners, new watchers, we did um, an episode last season, I want to say, where we talked about the difficulty of getting out of Serie A mm. So if you're not aware, it's like a regional league and then all the playoffs and it all leads to one final game. And it's literally like eight games, eight <laughs> two-legged ties to get to this final. And Bali got there twice and lost in the final. I remember one final, they lost one there. And they just were always finishing second. So if you don't finish yeah. first, it's playoffs. And it's just an absolute bastard of a league to get out of. Mm. And Bali finally got out of it. And I always said, the second they get out of Serie Chi, they'll fly up the league. Because yeah. the infrastructure's there, the interest is there, the support's there. And their owner, <laughs> Dilarentis, will get yeah. onto him, has some real... Um, experience in this. He is the guy who picked up Napoli in Serie D, right? Like, it feels bad now to remember that yeah. Napoli were all the way down there, but he picked them up in Serie D and got them to Serie A. And Napoli fans may say a lot of negative things about him, <laughs> but he did a very, very good job with that club. Yeah, this He's is doing true. a good job with that club, and he could do the same with Barry. Now, we will have the same issue, I think that Salernitana had with Latito and, you know, yes, who owns yeah. what, who does what. But I like to think they'd be a little bit organized or now they're starting to organize. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, right, right. just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's line up some buyers because this could actually happen. But we'll see. Que bello eh? Come on, Barry. Let's do it. Let's get you back in Serie A. <laughs> it would be great. But great. that is the Serie B lineup for now. We're going to jump to Serie A. We're going to continue the Italian um, flavor. And we're going to start mm. with the game of the weekend. Okay. Um, and I think it didn't actually disappoint. I think it was pretty good. We're going to go for Milan schooling Juve, making it look like child's play. Ficayo comeback might be a bit of an overestimation, oh. but I think he didn't have a great game at Chelsea, but he absolutely no. smashed it against Juve this weekend. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, no, he seems to always score against Juve, although Juve did hand it on the plate. That's the one thing we have to say. So Milan, despite the fact that they have got a few injuries, they made it look so simple. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't helped by the fact that pretty much if you look through the squads, none of them really turned up for this match. Um, you know, there might be the odd exception that says Rabio actually turned up for this match. But with that exception, pretty much the whole team was poor. But on the flip side... Milan, when you hand them the ball as easy as Vlaovic did to Brahim oh. Diaz, then you're asking for problems, aren't you, to be fair? So, yeah, it was a fantastic goal by Diaz. I didn't think he had it in him because he has been struggling this season, but yes. I didn't think he'd have yeah. the composure. I was like, where's no. he going to put this now? Where's he going to put this now? But exactly. he put it away. He, he did. put it away. Just, it was just, you know, but yeah. yeah, he managed to get it past Chesney. So, yeah, fair play. Good result for Milan. I think it was a much-needed result after the midweek game as well, in particular. Yeah. But for Juventus fans, I think they're still still trying to kind of get to grasp with, is Allegri still going to be there? Is he still going to be here? Like, <laughs> trying to come to I terms mean, with I mean, I just it. don't know where <laughs> they can go from here. It's a struggle, isn't it? Because you look at their form, where they are on the table, you're just like, they need to do something. And they just... For some reason, it does seem to be working against certain sides. The 4-4-2 tactic definitely does work. But unfortunately, yeah, when it comes to big games like Milan, 
they've got to be better than what they actually turned out as because that, that was a terrible performance. What was your thoughts, Rory? Well, I think in the in the WhatsApp group of the weekend, I said Juventus are just going to barely beat the teams they're expected to beat mm. and every big game they're going to get turned over. I think they've just got enough quality there that they will beat the likes of Verona. They will beat the yeah. likes of Empoli. But the second they come up against a team where there's going to be a bit of quality like Inter or like Milan yeah. or whoever... Inter might have been a bad example there, but... Napoli. But, yeah, yeah, Napoli, for example. <laughs> they're going to struggle because they yeah. just... There isn't that... Yeah, there isn't that idea. There isn't the, the philosophy. I think the thing that really stood out to me, and I think the, Bri- the Brahim Diaz goal start, makes it stand out even more, is that it felt like AC Milan were on fast forward and mm. Juve were on slow-mo. Like... Yeah. The whole, every Milan player was just bang, second ball, second ball, just yeah. everywhere, winning the ball back or winning those second balls. And Juve, everything was just so laboured and so slow and so pedestrian. And I thought it felt like like they were playing walking football. It was awful <laughs> to watch. And like yeah. the Vlavic pass just summed it up. He had all the time in the world. He passes it backwards. He gives it away. And Diaz runs past two, three of the defenders because they can't Benucci in running. particular was Benucci, who I'm going to get on to. And like Chesney arguably should do better there. Arguably yeah. should do better there. Should have a stronger arm, I think. But I just felt like Milan were just, yeah, it, it, if you didn't know that Juventus were so bad, you'd think that Milan were doping because they were just so <laughs> much quicker than them. But it's just that Juve were terrible. Um, with Bonucci, he's a mad one because we know he's been a world-class defender, right? Mm. We know that he has, in his day, he's been world-class. This definitely yeah. isn't his day anymore. But there's an argument that the last couple of years, was he being carried by Chiellini? Yeah, I think so. I I always felt that Kalini was the better defender out of the two. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I feel at times Benucci's been very lucky to be in the like first eleven personally, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that he's there is just more. I think Allegri trusts him to do mm-hmm. the job, whereas I don't think he's technically there. I don't think he is the best option. But then there's, then that said, I mean in the system that Allegri deploys. What else do you expect? Like they got rid of yeah. De Litt. They've got Bremer, who clearly isn't the same Bremer from last season. He's not going to be allowed to go forward like he used to with Torino. So he's also yeah. coming into a team with no confidence as well. Exactly. Right? He's coming into a team where if you run out, maybe you don't get covered. Maybe you yeah. don't like or and I think with with Benucci, I think it's a point maybe that like imagine that guy not playing and the influence he'd have in the changing room. Yeah. Like, we know that he is, like, a pain in the ass, right? Imagine not starting him and how much of a prick he would be. Like, I think he's only getting started because of the character he is. Now, yeah. I, I know that's a lot for players if you're a leader in the team, if you're a leader in the dressing room, etc. But I just feel like his performances are just not holding up anymore. And Juve need to get past this. I thought that like maybe they got past it once Chiellini retired. They'd, they'd wake up and be like, okay, we have to get this new team, a bit of yeah. fresh blood into this team. And they have oh, tried yeah. with Locatelli and with Vlavic. And unfortunately, the blood in the dugout is old as fuck, but they need mm. fresh blood in the dugout and a bit more in that team. Because I feel like Benucci's just getting left behind. But we need to give Milan their plaudits. I yeah. thought they were absolutely ruthless. They dominated the game, never looked anywhere near in trouble. Um, I thought like Tonali had a great game again. There were so many players where I thought they really stood out. Um, even Leao, he didn't get his goal, but he yeah, was absolutely he fantastic. He was all um, over. Yeah. yeah, a constant threat throughout the 90 minutes. Milan do, 
I, I think you're right. It's massive for them to get back to winning ways. Massive, because yeah. that would have been a big humbling. I know there was a lot of like caveats with a lot of players injured. They still don't have Mainyan. Still don't yeah. have a lot of players. But for them to get that W against Juve is huge. Juve massive. in the mud. And I'm sorry, Juve fans. Allegri's there for a while, you know. They would have they would have <laughs> fired him in the international break if they were going to. What do you think? I think they're going to play it out until they get to the World Cup. And yeah. then this is where we might see a few managers being binned off. Now, mm-hmm. we, we've said it before, a few pods before, they don't have the funds to really move him on. So it's going to be something drastic. I think there has to be someone available to be ready to take over, someone like a Tuchel, someone like a mm-hmm. Poch, potentially. I know Poch is linked with Nice, apparently. Whether that's actually going to take place, I don't wow. know for sure. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I think Juve probably behind the scenes are looking secretly at options, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But it's just a question of I, I can't see them actually moving him on because I think it's not just him. They have to change the mentality, the yeah. whole yeah. squad thing. And as you rightly said, they need young blood. I was going to ask you, though, just quickly to summarise this. Do you think the players kind of fit the style that he's trying to deploy because it seems like it's a mishmash of players really still, mm. even though Allegri's been able to like bring players. Like Milik, I think, was just by chance. He was just <laughs> someone that was available, right? And he's turned yeah, out yeah. good. But then you look at Paredes, for example, Di Maria hasn't really set the world on mm. fire. And I, I can see them having to spend more money to get rid of these players. What's your thoughts? I think I think they're kind of in a similar situation to like where United I'm going to say were, right? Yeah. I'm going to say United have made a step. Like, yeah. I think they're similar to where United were and they're just but they're buying the big names like Di Maria mm. and stuff. And they're kind of thinking about like, even the United and Juve ties for me are, are huge, but like the Rabio thing, right? Like United yeah. go for him because he's someone who's vaguely recognizable. Juve mm. went for him because he was vaguely recognizable as a prospect from PSG, right? There was no one at PSG who particularly rated him. Like, I feel mm. like they're, their whole scouting thing over the last couple of years has been pretty terrible. And I I actually don't know how much influence Allegri has on signings. I get the feeling he doesn't really have much at all. From the All or Nothing documentary, it felt like Nedved was kind of the sporting director, right? He's the one who brings players in and decides what what direction the club's going in. We've talked before about Juventus, about how the, again, similar to United, the people upstairs not knowing what they're doing is affecting what's on the pitch. Like, is Allegri getting the best out of this squad? Absolutely not. But no. I don't think the mishmash of players in that squad is necessarily his fault. Um, mm. I think it, there are certain players that he's getting performances out of. Weirdly, Rabio has been one of their best players, yeah. which says a lot. <laughs> like, he has been very good in that midfield. Um, Vlaovic, he cannot get a tune out of at all, but Milik has been incredible. And it does yeah. kind of feel like they're accidentally finding things rather than it being a concerted plan. It's like, oh, that guy's actually all right, rather than like they're doing this to get the best out of him, if you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I think it's all a bit um, accidental, I'm going to say, at UVA. um, And no one's really taking... Uh, responsibility. What they should have done is given Igor Tudor the job. He was there. He was at the club. Um, He's done great at every club he's gone to since. They should have given him the job and they massively missed the boat there. I think they really (laughs) will live to regret that. But we're going to move on from Juve and Milan. Congratulations, Milan. Huge, huge win. Mm. Um, And we're going to talk about... Let's go for, very quickly, De Laurentiis winning in Italy. He's just winning. We've said Serie B... (laughs) 
um, Bari are currently tied top, and Napoli extend yes, their lead extend. at the top of Serie A, extend their lead to two points above Atalanta with an absolutely dominating 4-1 defeat yeah. of admittedly not a great Cremonese side and starting to cycle no. back on my Cremonese are a decent team shout as yeah. they really do <laughs> look pretty terrible um I have to apologize to someone on Twitter I was arguing with about that um yeah I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping back on that because they look in trouble but Napoli whew, just everybody's scoring what is going yeah, on? Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? And the fact is, Spalletti actually rotated the players as well. So you had mm-hmm. other players like stepping in, doing the work. Politano again having a fantastic match yep. here. I know we will talk about Faradona again. Unfortunately, we have to talk about him because he was incredible. He went down, he got fouled, basically drew a foul for penalty for one of them, assisted another. Oh, no, he actually chipped it, didn't he? He chipped the keep yeah. for the one of the, I think it was the third goal. Um, so, incredible goal. Simeone, again, looking really good. I know Raspadori started in this match, but Simeone, I, like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that he was taking the ball and just laying it off. You're just laying yeah. it off, you know, yeah, just yeah. that was his intelligent play that we saw at Verona that he's mm-hmm. brought to this Napoli side. Who's Dries Mertens? Like, like yeah. you know, you've got yeah, these yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Even Zelinski was coming off the bench for this match. I mean, mm-hmm. Cremonese, on the other hand, yeah, it doesn't look too pretty. It has to be said. I mean, at the beginning of the season, there was a few results that you kind of went, yeah, they stand a chance. They might stay up. A bit like Lecce, right? We're going to talk yeah. about Lecce later. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look too pretty. I think what helps Cremonese is there's a lot of shocking sides in that bottom half of that table at the moment. Teams. So it is very teams. tight yeah. to call. And we'll talk about a certain Stankovic who's uh, turned up at Sampdoria. <laughs> And actually, Sampdoria probably had their best game of the season, yep. even though yeah, it was yeah, a draw. Yeah. But yeah, what's yeah, your no, thoughts I think, otherwise? I, I think with Cremonese, it's weird. It's like you go, you get those performances and then you're like, okay, you have to capitalize on these at some point. Otherwise, yeah. your confidence is going to go. And I think the confidence has just gone. Like Dessers did get his first goal. Um, mm. So that is something that maybe he could build on and be like, right, okay, I've got my goal now, push on. Napoli just look incredible. Um, they're playing, I've said it for a few years, they're the most exciting team in Serie A to watch. Their transfer window has been unbelievable. Mm. Like Just every play, you're right, the depth they have, the fact that Simeone is like second choice, third choice striker and still banging in. I've got him in fantasy and I never start him because he never starts and he keeps scoring. I'm yeah. sorry, Simeone, <laughs> I'm going to play you. Um, but it seems like everyone's play, everyone's playing, everyone's scoring and Dombele is doing incredibly well in that midfield. Yeah, I really genuinely think Spiller is a genius for getting a tune out of that lad. Um, yeah. And Guisa, we could talk about him forever. His game yeah. is just so much more rounded. And I think the fact that Napoli are able to rest players, because going from, who did they play midweek? Spanking Ajax, right? Yeah. Um, absolutely spanking Ajax to then rotate the team and score another four at exactly. the weekend is unbelievable. I think I'm going to wait until the World Cup until we get too excited about this Napoli team because we've seen it too many times. Yeah. But much like Arsenal... Just enjoy it at the moment, Napoli. Exactly. Just, yeah. en- just enjoy what's happening. Just like, oh, we keep winning. This is fantastic. It doesn't yeah. matter where it's going. This is fun. Like, I think that's the way to look at it with Napoli because teams like Milan and that will start mm. appearing. I think they will yeah, start appearing. They'll get some fun but, together. Yeah, a huge, huge win for Napoli. Elsewhere, we need to talk. We're going to stay south and we're going to very quickly say 
Salernitana potentially yeah. seeing off Verona's manager with a late, 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 late goal in the 95th minute. Salernitana actually having a pretty good season up in 11th, 10 points, five points away from the relegation zone. I genuinely thought they'd sink like yeah. a stone this year. Yeah, I think that big signing of Piontek is clearly mm -hmm. doing them a trick right now. <laughs> he scored for this match as well. Um, but I am genuinely, you take Piontek out of the side, they are doing phenomenally well, yeah. considering this is the Salernitana, pretty much the same squad as last season. So yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. changed too much. They have obviously added some players into that squad. But yeah, you wouldn't guess this was the same Salernitana from last year. Maybe it's just the fact that they started to adjust to this league a bit better than mm -hmm. they did when they first started off. And obviously probably what didn't help was the things that were happening off the pitch as well yeah. at Salernitana, yeah. that kind of unease around whether they're still mm -hmm. going to be a Serie A club by the end of it. Worrying times for Verona, though, because, like I say, there is that kind of batch of clubs at the moment in that bottom half that it only takes a few teams to get a run together and suddenly you've got someone else dragged into the mix, especially into the bottom half of Serie A at the moment. So, yeah, incredible to see those kind of scenes. But should we go to Udinese in Atalanta? Because I thought that was an incredible match yes. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's do it. This was an absolute ding-dong, just apart from the fact that... Luckman got the weirdest booking in history. <laughs> yes. I was speaking to Tom, friend of the show, and don't know. I really don't know. No I can't explain it. it. I don't know what he did. When I was watching it yeah. live, I was like, what, what, like, is he like something that hasn't been caught by the camera? But no, when they showed the replays, it's like he's just celebrating with his teammates. And then suddenly, the ref is clearly an Udinese fan and just decides to give him a booking. And even GMPRL is on the sidelines going, what, what the hell? What the hell? Like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. screwed up. But this was an incredible match as well. De Feo's free kick. Yeah. That was incredible oh. for this one. It was just like, wow. But yeah, again, Atalanta, they've got something about them. But it was mm -hmm. like two contrasting halves, if you saw it, because Atalanta started well were hanging on towards the yeah. end of this match. Udinese could have clearly or easily won this match. Um, it does mean, though, they, they're no longer level points with Napoli. Um, do you think this is where the wheels start to come off, Rory? No, I think Atalanta, they've got... I was just about to say, they've got a bit of a steeliness about them this year, mm. I think. The fact they managed to hold on against Udinese under that pressure, I think last year Atalanta do not do that. And I think they've got yeah. a real steeliness this year. They're still one of the only two teams unbeaten in the league, right? Them and Napoli mm. still yet to lose a game. I think it's a setback. But what we've seen, and again, in this performance, is that Udinese are not scared of anyone. Like, no. they went... They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Atalanta, right? Yeah. And they were going for the win. There was no part of them that was going, okay, we've got the point, let's sit back and take this. We know who we are. They were just, bang, let's just do this, do this. I think, yeah, Atalanta show a steeliness. Udinese are absolutely here to kind of not just take part, if you know what I mean. I'm genuinely mm. excited about what they could achieve this year. Their manager, Sotil, is doing a fucking hell of a job. Yeah, and incredible. I really, really enjoyed that game. It's good to see Delafeu scoring. Luckman, the way he's fitting into this team, I just love how Gasparini somehow just gets something out of players. He just mm. knows how to unlock something and how to like, or even just players that fit into his system. Like that guy is perfect. He plays under me, he will score. Mm. Like 
we've seen it with Borga, right? He's gone on and he's yeah. not done as well as he did at Atlanta. You could reel them all off like the players that do well there because Gasparini just knows how to get the best out of yeah. them. I'm really excited for what Luckman could achieve with that team. I think Atalanta should be looking at Champions League qualification this year if they continue mm. going the way they're going. It would be great to see them back in the Champions League. I really enjoyed their last um, stint yeah. there, I'll be honest. I really It'd be incredible. It. And I think Muriel is playing really well yeah. at the moment for Atalanta. So he's a player that looks like he's got a different kind of like flame inside of him because there was mm -hmm. that last season where he didn't seem as interested and he got a bit pissed off when he was taken mm -hmm. off at times. So, But I was going to ask you, Rory, Sutil doing a fantastic job at Udinese. Do you think he's got a chance at one of the big clubs in Italy? Because I'm thinking... There's rumours about Inter's job. Could he go I... Juventus? I fancy him at like Juventus if they gave them a chance. I can't see them offering. No, them chance, I think but... it's a much more Inter kind of move. Yeah, I feel like, like it's a young Italian manager who's going to be quite cheap, who's done well in Serie A, yeah. who is quite cheap, who is like I think Inter could massively give him a chance. I yeah. think they've missed the boat on Stankovic and they might be a little bit annoyed about that, which might make them hold on to Inzaghi a little bit longer, especially the fact they won this weekend, right? If you can string yeah, some results together. Away to Sassuolo is not an easy game, but they did no. get the win. But I think Juve would not be that brave. Juve definitely want the big name. They definitely want a potch. They definitely want a kind of like, I think it's more of an Inter move. And Inter could do worse if he could, I think, give him a season at Udinese, see what he does. It'd be pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, Udinese definitely, definitely worth watching this year. If you ever get a chance, listen to viewer, mm. just give them a watch. They're fantastic. Um, elsewhere, Monza, egg all over my <laughs> face. I say Cremonese <laughs> were good. Monza were definitely relegated. Monza are now 12th on 10 points. Cremonese on 19th on three points. Monza win. And Pablo Mari <laughs> yes. yeah. gets he the did. second. Um, Arsenal Twitter kind of exploded when Pablo Mari scored. Oh my God, <laughs> it's happened. Um, Monza putting, a, putting together some really good form. That is now their... Three on the bounce, I think, isn't it? Third win in Since a that Juve win, it's just continuous. Like, incredible. Like, I was just looking myself, where are they in the table? And yeah, they're doing all right, considering they were mm. rock bottom at one point. They've done all right to like kind of bring themselves back into it. And that's what I was saying about the fact that the, you've got the kind of host, the cluster of these clubs that once you get a run together, you pull mm. yourself out of it because it is so tight at the bottom. I'm worried about Fiorentina personally, Rory. Um, They're but losing 2-0 as we speak. Yeah, before we do that, just want to summarise with this game, Monza Spezia. Spezia... Drag, uh, Dragovsky, even the goalkeeper, he's been linked with a move to Leicester City. I don't know if you saw this, but yeah, he's been linked with a January transfer, which seems a bit like um, random um, given the circumstances because he only just joined them from Fiorentina. But would you see that happening if Leicester City give money to like Spezia? Do you think Spezia are likely to cash in on him this early? I think any Premier League money... Spezia, club yeah. Spezia can't afford to turn down really. Like the money, if they can get what they want for him, I think, look, he was pretty good at Fiorentina, I think. They've definitely upgraded. He had his moments. He had his moments. He, yeah, he had his, I, I, again, I had him in culture. I had him in Fanta culture. and he <laughs> never said, kept yeah. a cliche. Never. <laughs> um, so maybe the more I think about it, I think he he's capable of making good saves but you're not going to keep many clean sheets. No. I think he's definitely an upgrade on Danny Ward. That's not at like, I yeah, don't know, he's yeah, definitely yeah. an upgrade on him. But yeah, I think Spezia, if, if a Premier League club comes knocking, ask for 
six, seven million, no way Spezia can afford to turn that down, really. So I think mm. it could be a good move for both teams, really. He's not he's not world class, but he's a no, decent no, no. steady keeper. He's a decent steady keeper. Leicester could do worse. Um in Serie A, I was just looking at Monza's um fixtures, so they do have Milan away next in Serie A. Um, but then they have Bologna, Verona. So they've got a few winnable yeah. games. They could go on a bit of a run. I think January looks bloody horrible for them. But um, yeah, they're in a very good run. Great to see Silvio will be smiling. Sure we need to, I think it's time, go to the Premier League. Though That is our Serie A roundup for now. We're going to do a quick Champions League preview and Europa League preview. I think as well, right? That's this week. We'll try week? to, yeah, yeah. We'll try to. It is this week. So much football, um, but we're going to start the only place we can start, and that is at the bloody Emirates, people. How <laughs> the hell? What is going on? I don't understand. I don't understand. When it was two-two, so I'm going to like go on into the game. But when yeah. it was two-two, I thought, right, if we lose this, and it did look like we could lose it at a point, I was like, how would I feel about it? And I said, well. At the beginning of the, uh, last week, if someone had said to me, right, you've got Tottenham and Liverpool back to back, how many yeah. points are you happy with? If I'd have said three, I would I would have been delighted. Sorry, that's mm. the dog. Um, two, I probably wouldn't have been disappointed with. Six is fucking mental. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. how we've done it. Um, what can I say? I don't know. I think we'll... There were some contentious decisions, obviously. I think was, we yeah. definitely should have had a penalty against us. I think the only, only kind of slight argument I've seen for it not being a penalty is that it does hit Gabrielle's chest before it hits his hand, mm. but his hand is still in an unnatural position. If I'm, if that's a Liverpool player and it's down the other end, I am fuming we didn't get that. So I definitely understand that one. Um, yeah. Our penalty was pretty soft, but yeah. I think if the ref doesn't give it, VAR don't reverse it. And now the ref has given it, VAR don't reverse it. I think it's one of them. They've just kind of gone, okay, on-field decision. There's not enough in it for us to get yeah, involved, no, which I... is nice for them to actually see that at some point. Um, the I do want to say Simicash should have been sent off. I can't yeah. see how that elbow isn't a red card. Um, yeah. It looked pretty deliberate to me, and Jesus was, like, out. So I yeah. think Michael Oliver did not have a good game. No. Absolutely, absolutely, like, fair shout for the Liverpool fans that are upset about that. What I would say is, overall, I think we deserve to win the game. Before I give my kind of shout-outs to the players who surprised me <laughs> and impressed me the most, what did you make of the game? I thought it was fascinating. Really good like, matchup. Really like, I thought it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that you took the lead within 58 seconds, just like mind boggling, like to think that Liverpool would that open. But again, it's that right hand side. I know we're yeah. going to talk about a certain trend. I just feel sorry about, for Trent like, at this point, man. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it is, I think it's that social media aspect as well. Yeah. Like the fact that they're kind of doing clips of him just walking or running where the ball isn't going and then like not being positioning in a great place. We know he's not a great right back. He's better as an attacking outlet, yeah. to be fair. Um, but the one thing I did say on our group was I still feel Van Dyke and Matip aren't there together. Like, mm. their positionally, they were terrible as well, to be fair. Um, one other point I'd say about Arsenal, Gabriel 
not a great game for him, no, to be fair. I no. mean, There's a few he, in a row now he, as well. It's a few in a row. Nunez goal, yeah. wasn't it, where he kind of... Tr I don't know why he does it, because as a centre-back, you're kind of told, just clear the ball. And if you can't yeah. get a clear connection, just get yourself into that position yeah. where you're blocking the ball. But for some reason, he tries to hook the ball. He always throws a foot at it. He yeah, always I throws a foot I just don't know why he does that. So yeah. that like leaves Saliba having to run across, mm -hmm. and then he's out yeah. of position. And Gabriel's kind of with Nunez, so to speak, but he doesn't yeah, really yeah. get there. So... Yeah, I think we said offline that he's probably someone that they need to look at replacing. And you kind of suggested maybe bringing White into the middle mm. and maybe just balancing out with Tierney and Zinchenko yeah. on the wings. Um, but Tomiyasu had a fantastic oh, game as well, to God. be fair. I mean, oh, that was incredible. One other point that I'll make, though, just before I let you have yeah. a go, um, I thought in terms of midfield, Liverpool-wise, the way they set up, Henderson should have done a lot more, especially for, mm -hmm. I think it was the second goal that Arsenal scored because he kind of was, and, and this is the goal that Trent was called out for. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, it was. The it's not his was, fault. I don't think not. it's his fault. Henderson the first bit is, more. the first bit isn't his fault. The second no, bit of the exactly. goal is his fault. Yes. But the first yeah. bit, and I think before I get into Arsenal, I think with Liverpool, we do need to talk about it. I think what we're seeing is that it's a very high risk strategy that they play their tactics are high risk it's full throttle it's high line it is like we are going to score eight if you score seven right and that yeah, is yeah. a kind of like it is that kind of football so when you stop doing that and when the press isn't as intense it all kind of falls apart behind and it's exposed more behind so mm. when that front four of liverpool aren't pressing and aren't pushing liverpool aren't pushing arsenal back of course, there's space behind Trent because that's what there's always been space yeah. behind Trent. That's always been yeah. there. The, the weaknesses in his game have always been there. They're just being mm -hmm. exposed more because the rest of the team aren't doing the job as well. I think yeah. I've, I genuinely feel sorry for Trent at this point because I think he's not as bad as people say he is. Much like Maguire, he's not as bad as people say he is. And he's in a system that isn't working at the moment. He's in a team that isn't playing well at the moment. Yeah. And that's not to take any responsibility away from him because he's also not playing well, but he's being exposed more because the system's kind mm. of fallen apart. I think the fact that we lost the midfield battle in the first half, I was fuming because that midfield is not good. That's their weak, yeah. that's their weakest point. The Henderson, yeah. um, Thiago. Like it just, and, it was so yeah. there to be got at, and we just couldn't get our foot on the ball. But I think the fact that midfield is not able to do its job as well, mm. as well as it did, is exposing it more. And is like Van Dyke hasn't turned shit overnight. Like people, no, football yeah, Twitter is the worst place. Like yeah. he is still a world class centre back. He's just mm. having to do more. He's just yeah. having more people run at him. And I think the first Arsenal goal shows it completely. They were, Liverpool never start games that slowly. Never. No. And there was a point where the commentator said, Liverpool cannot keep up with Arsenal. Like, <laughs> Liverpool have been the fastest team in the league for the past five yeah. years. Yeah, like, six incredible. years. They have just been 100 miles an hour. And I think what we're seeing is that it is slowing down. It is, like, we've talked about it before, but the psychological impact of not winning all those competitions, honestly, yeah. it's huge. And I think that's Massive. what we're seeing. And Klopp's run, Klopp's kind of gone, this idea was working six months ago. How is it not on? working now? Yeah. And like, it's, you can see the frustration from everyone. You can see the frustration. Look, they yeah, are yeah. still going to get Europe this year. They still yeah. gave us an absolute game. I think like on a different day, they win on a different day. Yeah. They win, but I think we showed just that cutting edge, a little bit more quality and a little bit more just 
intensity. I think yeah. by the end of the game, like once we got the third goal, mm. we never let Liverpool back into the game. I think the last 10, 15 minutes were actually That's pretty it. comfortable. Um, yeah. Apart from the last two, three minutes where it's backs to the wall, I think the rest of yeah, the game is actually pretty comfortable. Um, the tactical masterstroke from Arteta to bring in Tommy Asu at left back is that is yeah. it, it's that is a masterstroke. He's gone right. We need to keep Salah quiet. In the yeah. past, Tierney has struggled against Salah. Mm-hmm. Like Salah's always had him, and I love that Arteta is able to drop Tierney without yeah. upsetting him and say, "Look, this just isn't the game for you." Like, yeah. I love you. You're one of our best players, but this just isn't the game for mm. you. For this game, we need this guy. And it shows that the squad have bought into the team ethic. They've bought into the... Each yeah. person has their job. Now, for yeah. Tommy Asu, right-footed... I don't know if he's right-footed or left-footed. He's easy on both sides. He can play all across the back four. I think there was a point where we had four centre-backs on the pitch <laughs> and they were all able to play each position basically yeah like apart from gabriel who i'll talk of about course. but like tommy asu can switch to right back if we need to and yeah like i'm sure ben wright can do a job at left back and all of a sudden you've got four mm. center backs so whenever liverpool got the ball forward we were winning it in the air every time they're all good with their feet so on the ground mm. you can't like they're difficult to beat um and uh, to see our defense this good is honestly I know we conceded two, but I think this this is the best defence we've had this in a very good. long time. Um, and really the, just the unity is unbelievable. Saliba had a great game again. There was a moment where he just freaking pushed um, Jota off the ball and just kind of looked at him. I was like, this guy's 21 and he's absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, he did have a close call where he nearly put it into the net and Ramsdale had to save it. Yeah. But I think, again, he was in a tricky spot. It reminded me of the own goal against Leicester where he just had to do something. Yeah, he had to stick out a leg, didn't he? And yeah. it just, thankfully, Ramsdale was there this time. But I think we've not even talked about Gabriel Martinelli and just Incredible. It, the... The the development from now when he came, everyone was like, "This kid's good, right?" But he yeah, was so yeah, yeah. raw, he was so raw and so unpolished, and just ran a hundred miles an hour for and exactly. was knackered by the 60th minute, right? And you're like, "Okay, now if he could finish a game, it'd be great." Now he has that same intensity, but mm. he he kind of measures it out, and he mm. still manages to like just run forever defensively. He wins the ball back so many times, like he's just yeah. I, his grit, everything about him, I just think, mm. what, how have we got this guy for six million? How have we done yeah. it? it the There's one bit where he was just in the middle of the park where he picks up the ball and you're not anticipating him to actually do much because mm-hmm. there was about four, I think, Liverpool players around him. But he manages yeah, yeah. to skip past all of them and yeah, then lays yeah, yeah. off the ball and then just carry on running. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like His game has matured so much. And I know... Yeah. In the all or nothing, they say he's really like clever, you know, he's got the confidence, but that maturity to be able to control the ball. He was like Thierry Henry. He that's the kind of thing Thierry Henry would yeah. do, where he'd be bossing and dictating the play. And yeah, it's rubbing off at the right time for Arsenal. The only shame is if you think about this month could be quite a big month for Arsenal yeah, season potentially, huge, because huge, yeah. you go then into the World Cup, right? Um, you think about it, they probably want that to continue, the form. They want that to continue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They don't want it to end right now. So this is the only other aspect I'd say about I kind of get. don't want this to end. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that Arteta is definitely treating it as two separate seasons. I yeah. kind of get the feeling that he's been like, right, we just need to go all out for the first bit mm. and just see how many points we can get 
and then we come back after the World Cup and look at what we're look at what we're aiming to achieve. Yeah. I, th- I get that feeling that it's just like, guys, we have to give it everything until November, mm. and then we come back in January and be like, right, okay, what what realistically yeah. can we do? I think the excitement about this team isn't even for this season. It's not even for this season. It's the fact that it's the youngest team in the league and they're this good. Like yeah. it's if we're not going to win the league this year. We're not going to. I know we're not. But the excitement in me isn't for May. It's for the next few years. It's for three, four years' time where I'm like, if we keep this unit together and it looks like Martinelli, Saliba and Saka are all about to sign new new long-term contracts, which is huge, that is where this excitement around the Emirates is coming from. It's just like Mm. the, the potential within this team. And I think, as I said with Napoli, at the moment, I am just really enjoying it i'm just really enjoying it we are getting just big wins big wins yeah and quickly i will just say it big balls on saka for that penalty that was incredible it has to be mentioned because otherwise we'll just forget it and screw ourselves yeah no this is it and and beyond all this we've not even mentioned the guy who scored two goals (laughs) like he's he was unbelievable again he had a very quiet first half liverpool were definitely Mm. the better side first half but then he still pops up and gets that goal. The penalty, Liverpool do everything to get into his head. Van Dijk tries to knock the ball out of his hand. And I think it's Saliba who just pushes Van Dijk out of the way. Like, fuck you, get away from him. He has all the time in the world to think about it. We don't know why there was so much time now. Liverpool fans seem to think that Henderson said something very valid, like very brave and noble yeah. towards Thomas Partey. Arsenal fans seem to think there was definitely something racist. Guys, none of us know. We may never know. If Henderson is punished, then obviously it was something that was a bit out of order. I think the reaction from Klopp and Arteta, neither of them got angry. So I think no, both of them were just that like, sense of, okay, fair play. Mm, I think there like, is a no, sense that yeah. there was something there, though, because it's going yeah. to the FA. So mm. it's not, not something that the Premier League is going to look at. So let's just wait and see what actually comes yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it could be something. I, I would be so, honestly, innocuous. I'd be surprised. Like Henderson seems like a proper, like he was like the captain's captain. He was like the captain rallying all the other captains around during lockdown and stuff. I think heat of the moment, some stupid shit gets said. I just hope it wasn't racist or homophobic yeah. or anything this, stupid yeah. like that. If it was something about Partey, then. Fair play, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm not particularly happy he's in the team either, but yeah. modern football is a bin fire. Um, <laughs> there's lots of them about. So, But anyway, before getting on to all that horribleness, just a great game. I, it was nice mm. to be supporting a team, finally, that was in a great Premier League game. I was like, oh, this is, yeah. you know, two heavyweights going at it and we're one of them. It just felt great. It felt really great. And yeah. I could obviously, as I have nearly done now, talk about this for an hour. Like, I just love each and every one of them so much. Apart from Thomas Partey, for anybody mentions it, I love them all. They're all just incredible. Um, but we're going to move on. <laughs> we're top of the league. We are top of the league. And we're going to talk about... I've got a philosophical question for you, if I can find the okay. banner, Adam. What is a handball? What? exactly is a handball i've always found this to be well when i was growing up it has to be seen or perceived to be deliberate in the act uh-huh. of stopping play or a certain action of the ball for example you know let's say goal line clearance or something yeah. like that that's, that's my interpretation kind of yeah. yeah exactly but now that's kind of changed over time, hasn't it? And um, I think we saw a good example of that this weekend, in particular Skamaka, for example, where he thought 
that he was going to be ruled yeah, out. He was surprised at that one, wasn't he? He was genuinely and he surprised. got away with it. But then you've got the incidents <laughs> where Dan Byrne, you had Gabriel, as we mentioned. You had there's Mikel Antonio so for the third one. Yeah. Mikel Antonio so for the third many, one yeah. was a massive handball. I actually think, I was looking at it, I was like, I think Skamakas wasn't because he moves his, he's moving his hand away moving, from the ball. Yeah. And it barely like i think it's like it's probably he felt it brushes knuckle or something yeah. right and he's like oh i might get that but i think he's moving his hand away from it for me the michael antonio one is a much more obvious one yeah. his arms come together he pushes it into his path i think that one probably is a handball no definitely is a handball the dan burn one has been compared to the gabrielle one and i think you're absolutely yeah. right that one was given as a penalty the gabrielle one wasn't i don't know why i don't know yeah. why it seems like every directive that VAR come out with, they're like, oh, no, well, actually, it's about pace and positioning. Oh, no, mm. well, actually, it's about intent. Oh, no, actually, it's about natural body position. Oh, no, actually, it's about... It's it, it's incredibly hard to define, obviously, because not many yeah. people just punch the ball out of anger, apart from Thiago Silva, right? But I think it's incredibly <laughs> hard to actually define. I just think... But on the same hand, I think there needs to be a clearer definition. So I understand the difficulty yeah. in doing this. But all... No, all it takes is consistency, right? All it takes just is consistency. consistency. And yeah. I think that's where we have to maybe just have a new definition of what handball is. How is like the action of a handball used in the circumstance of the motion of that particular move, for example? So like I say, has it stopped like a goal? Has it stopped mm -hmm. like a potential situation developing to be a goal situation or, you know, potentially reduce or stopping a attacking team from potentially yeah. moving on, for example. Um, so, yeah, because I remember times where it's just hit me accidentally and I've played football and they've just gone, that's pen, that's penalty. And it's yeah, like, well, yeah, I didn't yeah. even, even try to control it <laughs> yeah. with my hand. It's just hit but yeah. granted when you're doing this as well at the same time when you're sliding for example you're definitely asking for yeah. it and that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Where you've got to yeah. balance it out so yeah it just needs to be rewritten doesn't it the it feels like one of those questions we're never actually going to get an answer to really yeah. and it's just going to be i think uh, this the, the the search for perfection amongst officiating and in sport in general is never actually going to be quenched that doesn't mean we shouldn't try and get there but it's no. never actually going to be reached um I'm sorry, Liverpool fans. That was for every Mane elbow he got away with for the past <laughs> six pissing years. That's what it was for. We finally got one, and Simicast still got away with one. Um, but while we're on the topic, we should probably... I want to talk about Skamaka and Pakata. Not only is it very enjoyable to say, um, <laughs> they look like they're getting a real partnership going here. Now, I think Pakata was a player who Milan fans were very happy to see the back of and we're yep. very disappointed by the guy's attitude by his performances mm. in general but leon it seems like he definitely turned himself around definitely got some form together and for west ham friend of the show tom second shout out of the show mate um he's starting to put some performances together starting to find his way in this team that touch midweek in the europa conference oh, was, oh absolutely beautiful you just beautiful. saw aaron cresswell on the side yeah. going like what is he just doing like <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like he's he's whenever he gets a ball first thing he does is look for skamaka see where up. he is yeah and they're getting that proper partnership going skamaka now the top scoring italian in all five of the top leagues in europe what 
a start he's having. A great goal beyond the handball. A really beautiful goal. But what have you made beautiful. of Paqueta and Skamaka so far? Start off with Paqueta. I wasn't a big fan, I have to say. Even mm-hmm. with the Leon days, like I wasn't too sure about his consistency because he has like the tendency to go missing in certain games. Yeah. Um, whereas what we're seeing is maybe new challenge, Premier League. Maybe that's where he aspires to be, potentially. I don't know. But he's really putting in performances right now and he's bringing a bit of flair to what is normally a workman-like West Ham side, mm-hmm. it has to yeah, be said. Yeah. So I think he's probably given them a bit of a different dimension, a bit like Payet when he came to West Ham as well. Like Obviously, that was a different kind of yeah. player for that system. And I think this is really helping out, potentially, maybe West Ham to evolve their game. Because like we said, West Ham have been very workman-like. If we kind of reckon it against the last two seasons... He's definitely an upgrade, that's for sure. So, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. fair play. Let's see how he continues for the rest of the season because I'm not not keen to kind of say, yes, we've seen the best out of him, but potentially he could no. be even better as well. Yeah. This is a thing. Skamaka, we love him on this show. Because yeah, this yeah, well. we absolutely we love him. Love, I mean, him. if anyone wants to see what Skamaka can do, just look at last season against Inter Milan. Uh, mm-hmm. He did it against yeah. AC Milan in the same season, in fairness. But yeah, he had some fantastic games at the San Siro. But just in general, he's just maturing now at this point mm-hmm. where you look at him and he's like a Peter Crouch-esque player. But he can use his angrier. Feet as well. He's a lot he's just, angrier than Crouch. Yeah, you just have to look at his tattoos. You can get the gist out of him. And his family's yeah. a bit of nutters anyway, to be fair. But um, yeah, in terms of him, it's incredible. I love the fact that he is turning out to be this player that a lot of fans, especially in Italy, were bit like unsure whether that was the right move for him especially you know italians going away from home they don't do very well but luckily there's a few italian restaurants in london so i'm sure he's fine fine. in terms of the diet he's fine (laughs) he can find like homemade pasta like (laughs) exactly he will be fine but i think as a striker he's really exciting because he kind of does everything um yes yeah he's he's just huge He's really physical. He's not afraid. He will get those headers where he just smashes it in. He will. He scored, what was that, sort of match of the day last night? Two goals from inside the six-yard box, two yeah. goals from inside the penalty box, two goals from outside the penalty box. Like that kind of, it does really kind of sum it up. He's able to do all of it. That finish, I think that was only, that was the finish of a guy who thought it was going to be chalked off. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck it, I'll try it. Just and then it. It, yeah. it came off. It was a really, I think if he doesn't think it's being disallowed. He just puts his foot through that. I think it was a real, like, let's just see what happens. And it was absolutely beautiful. The first time I saw it, I thought it was like a Cantona-esque kind of, I'm not going to celebrate because that was fucking (laughs) beautiful. And I I, I liked that as well. Like, But it was a really, really beautiful goal. Having a great, like, Moyes always takes a while to start these players, right? Mm. But he's finally starting him. And then being able to bring on Mikel Antonio for the last 10, 15 minutes. That is like perfect for Antonio, right? Like it's he's perfect been for playing... Moyes as well. Yeah, that's perfect yeah, for yeah, Moyes. He wants yeah. someone that can go on, add a bit of quality, and then he puts on Antonio to build, bulldoze them and just use his pace yeah. and pace do the and, stuff and quality. He... Like yeah. I do like Antonio, yeah. but he is able to come off the bench if they can get Antonio happy with that kind of system. Yeah, I think that's a hell of an option for them. And like, thankfully, West Ham are starting to put a bit of a run together now. Um, so they are. Now in 13th, they've won their last two, so things are definitely looking a bit better for yeah. the 
kind of happy hammers. Um, so good mm. to see Skamaka doing very well. Keep it up. Boy, we are loving it. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League, we need to talk about... I'm sorry for the terrible pun, guys, but Potter's Magic. Adam, you wanted to talk about <laughs> Chelsea and what a tune Graham's getting out of them. Yeah, I, I think what you saw on Saturday against Wolves was just the kind of beginnings of what he could bring to this mm. Chelsea side. And what I mean by that is we know about how many managers have gone in there, tried to make their own mark on the side, but never really kind of brought in all of the players' elements together into one kind of team. And right now you're starting to see a good blend where the players seem a bit more happier. That's for one. But more importantly, rotational. He's being rotational with the players. Yeah. Pulisic pulling in a fantastic He got a game. The yeah. whole of America cheered all as this he finally time. got a game. But yeah. the other thing is Mason Mount. Mason Mount has come under some mm. criticism and deservedly so in my kind of opinion because yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw he's promise, for a while. but he's gone missing for a while. And yeah. you could see what he added in this game in particular. So what you want to see now going forward is that he can do it against the bigger sides because Wolves, let's be honest, they are struggling right now. They haven't got a manager. Diego Costa, obviously being the star man, which kind of says its own story in itself. Um, but yeah, it's not great times for Wolves. Um, but Chelsea looking like the side that we know they can be, which is dangerous and a side that you don't want to be facing when they're on form. Rory, um, your thoughts on Graham Potter? I'm gutted he's doing a good job for that lot, but I'm also yeah. happy he's doing a good job. Um, I think, yeah, he's just able to get... The, the football is always going to be a bit more um, attractive than it was ever going to be mm. under Thomas Tuchel. Um, I think Tuchel had lots of strengths, but attractive football wasn't really one of them. Um, and I think, yeah, give him time. and That is the big question. Will Chelsea yeah. give him time? Um, but he could really get of some real performances and some real improvement out of players. I also think he could get a real good tune out of Aubameyang. If, if Aubameyang is in his, in the period where he actually gives a shit and pays attention, I feel like Potter could really, that could be a huge mm. thing for him of having that focal point. But Brozier came on, scored. Yeah. Um, they do still have options. And I do wonder if part of the Potter appointment was that Chelsea want to switch more to a kind of, producing players thing um yeah because they do have a great academy they just never use it um so i think maybe potter will be able to play a few more players like brogia and will get the chance to actually give him a, a give him a shout so we'll see yeah. it's exciting it is definitely exciting for chelsea and for graham um elsewhere in the premier league i just wanted to give a very quick sh shout out to uh, this is now my fifth time of trying to spell his bloody name i was going to go full name but i'm being a wimp Ebereze. Ebereze. Eze. Oh, yeah. Ebereze, Aluchi, Eze. I was trying to type and I kept getting it wrong. What <laughs> a goal. He had an absolute, that Elise Eze, Edward thing going on at Zaha. Palace. Yeah. Zaha, I didn't even get Zaha in there. He's yeah. just delightful. I think it was a great game. Leeds started really brightly, but Palace they came into it, got the game done. Really, really, like, I think I was reading now that Patrick Vieira is having the best start a Palace manager has made since 1978-79. Um, okay. It is unbelievable what he's doing at that club at the moment. The fans are absolutely in love with him and the football. I just, it was a game where on a Sunday in the past, Crystal Palace Leeds might have been a game that I'd been yeah. like, 
yeah, I might I'll just wait that one. one. Like, yeah. like kind of Villa Wolves would be now, if you know what I mean. But that game, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I cannot wait to see this game. I'm going to sit down and watch it and really enjoy myself. Yeah. And I really did. And the Eze goal was definitely oh. the highlight. That that shoulder drop that he shoulder always drop. does. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And please get him at Arsenal one day. Just please get him at Arsenal one day. I'd absolutely love him oh. there. What a player. Palace starting to pick up points. We said they yeah. would. I really hope that Patrick Vieira does something special there. I really hope he does. If they could get a cup run or something, it'd be absolutely massive. Um, mm. But that is, I think, our Premier League review. I think we cover yeah. most things. Um, I'm looking at the headlines I've made. Sorry. Also, Bournemouth have been taken over by another American. The American yeah. influence grows within the Premier League. Um, Bill Foley, owner of a... Las Vegas ice hockey team, I think it is. Um, it looks like he's due to take over at Bournemouth. Good for them. 120 yeah. million buyout. Quite exciting. What do you think? I think they needed the investment because um, under the Russian owner, Maxim, I've forgotten his surname, but yeah. Um, Demi, yeah they were, Demi? They were, I, remember, yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, certainly he. they were in a position where they needed investment because they weren't going to be sustainable going forward. What doesn't help is Dean Court Road. It's not a massive stadium. So no. that's where most of the money's hemorrhaging because they've got small stadium. They have got plans. It's a 30,000 seat uh, stadium okay. in Bournemouth, but that's going to take a while. As we know, stadiums don't grow overnight, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Bournemouth as well. I mean, you've got that situation where there's no manager technically. So yeah. he goes into it, potentially making his own mark. Um, but on the form that Gary O'Neill is producing right now, you'd be a fool to get rid of him. He's getting a unbeaten in five. Exactly. So why get rid of him? If anything, leave him to the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe just give him some money. See what he can do with that squad. Because let's be honest, the signings they did bring weren't like kind of Premier League esque like players. So not really. Let's just give no. him some money to see what yeah. he could maybe bring in. I mean, you've only got Harry Redknapp, who knows all the contacts, right? Wheeling and dealing, he can help him out. He's only twenty five. I'm pretty sure he's just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like that picture of Mourinho waiting outside the stadium, just Redknapp <laughs> yeah. stood in the car park. Just, yeah. he's, is he still out there? Like three o'clock on the <laughs> yeah. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, he's still out there. Still out there. Yeah, still in his Land Rover, <laughs> like talking to some reporters. But yeah, 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 yeah. he still it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't yeah. surprise. I think that'd be a really clever move for them. To mm -hmm. be fair, get someone like yeah. a Harry Redknapp, director of football, maybe oversee getting mm -hmm. some players in because they've actually they can produce some really good players. Jaden Anthony is another one we have to keep yeah. an eye out on because he looks the business at the moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Bournemouth, good investment. It's just a question, can they stop doing the Norwich thing of getting promoted, yeah, relegated, yeah, promoted, yeah. relegated? Let's see. Yeah, it, you're right. The stadium the stadium is absolutely massive there, isn't it? Well, not the, 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 the issue of the stadium is absolutely massive, not the stadium yeah. itself. That is the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, we'd have to get a Bournemouth fan on to talk about planning permission because I'm genuinely intrigued, as fascinating as that sounds. Um, but we are going to go to our Champions League <laughs> preview and it's quite easy guys um it's exactly the same fixtures as last week so yeah. there you go Champions League preview done. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we do we do have milan hosting chelsea this time um we have Shakhtar donetsk now this is a story i want to talk about cool. um obviously horrific 
things going on in Ukraine at the moment. There was a reporter today who was talking about Shakhtar Donetsk players having to call family on phones and check everyone's still okay and they're stuck in a hotel yeah. and they're playing Real Madrid tomorrow and it's just this whole thing is uh, it's just every time you look at Shakhtar Donetsk just kind of take a minute and remember and be like Jesus Christ they're going through some shit it is awful mm. obviously they're not like the massive victims in all of this but no. it's a sobering reminder of the kind of context that we are continuing football through um yeah uh, funnily enough, the Euro 2024 draw was made and kind of there was a few perpetrators of such things that were still included in that draw. Um, I've seen people talking about Iran in the World Cup, which is a massive shout yeah. as well. Like it's yeah. all a bit messy, but we're going to go Champions League and stick to the Champions League. Yeah, Milan-Chelsea. Do you think Milan can exact revenge against Chelsea. How are we feeling about it? I, I hope so, just to shut up Jamie O'Hara talking yeah. about how crap the Italian league is and how embarrassing Milan are, because that certainly wasn't the Milan side that we saw, we know anyway, in Serie A. Um, but that said, I think it will be a tight affair because I think Chelsea got this confidence going into this match, obviously off the back of the victories they've had. Uh, Milan obviously hopefully will be more to strength, should we say, than what they had at Stamford Bridge. So let's wait and see. But in particular, I'm looking forward to Liao. I think he didn't yes. show what he was all about at Stamford Bridge, unfortunately, but that was just the manner of the whole team, to be fair. Let's see what he can do at the San Siro. I'm really looking forward to this match. But how about yeah, you? Yeah, it should be. It should be a really good one. I thought the Yao had a good first half at Chelsea and then kind of mm. faded a bit as the game went on, yeah. as did Milan. You were right. Um, the other game I want to talk about, really, I think, look, I think M Milan at home is a completely different beast. Um, Graham Potter, it feels like the first big historical stadium he's managed out off the top of my head. It could yeah. be a big, a big occasion. If you know what I mean, yeah, like exactly. San Siro on a bike. Is big. So I think it's a big test for Graham Potter. It's a big test for him, but we will see. The other game I wanted to talk about, there's kind of some bad blood between these teams now. Napoli hosting Ajax after absolutely <laughs> slapping them at home. Ajax players. Now, I, this, I, I thought, did it surprise me? And then I remembered that at one of the Euros tournaments, the Dutch players refused to take the second place medals. Um, yeah. And I thought, Oh, yeah, maybe that doesn't surprise me. The Dutch are terrible losers. Ajax players, <laughs> apparently, well, not apparently, there's video footage of them yeah, refusing to swap shirts with the Napoli players, which, guys, like, it's not their fault that they you let them put six yeah. past you at home. Like, it's kind of not a very, like, we give Ajax a lot of positive PR because they're a very easy club to love. But a moment where I kind of thought, oh, come on, yeah, guys, better that, than this. that's uneasy. Yeah, it's just a bit classless, isn't it? Um, but mm. Napoli will be feeling confident coming Ooh, yes. into this game. The San Paolo or the Diego Maradona, sorry, the Diego Maradona Stadium on a Champions League night welcoming Ajax is going to be intense. Be that is definitely a game that should be. I'm not going to take my eyes off that one. That is going to be yeah. exciting. How are you feeling about that game? I'm really excited. Um, it could be another obliteration for Ajax, it has to be mm. said. But whether Ajax will implement something different in terms of system you know they might just sit back and absorb it which would be yeah. a bit depressing knowing the ix that has been free-flowing up until that yeah. point but it wouldn't surprise me if they go for we need a point let's get a point in napoli or naples mm -hmm. should we say and let's just like go into this group stage at least finishing second behind napoli because obviously mm -hmm. that'll be a hell of achievement for ix because they've still got liverpool 
and obviously Rangers. Rangers at yep. home, they're going to be difficult. So, um, yeah, let's wait and see. Um, one of the games, games I do want to mention quickly, Dortmund versus Sevilla, because Sevilla wow. sacked Lopetegui after yeah, the match. Finally. And they brought in Georges Sampaoli, who was oh. previously at Marseille. So that Jeez, could be man. very I'll interesting. Keep up, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, but <laughs> Dortmund, obviously, off the back of that two-all draw in the Classica against Bayern Munich, they bought it back. That Oliver Kahn reaction is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know why seeing him. It's been so a angry while since so Bayern Munich have had to suffer like that. That was brilliant. <laughs> it was just yeah. something you had to take a picture of, wasn't it? Just the really? little hissy fit rattles and all the toys <laughs> out of the pram, basically. Beautiful. Beautiful. And actually, do you say Union Berlin top of Bundesliga? Fucking madness. Um, yeah. but there's one more game I wanted to talk about, or two, very quickly. Atletico Madrid, absolutely banging trouble. Um, yes. in the group stage. Club Bruges, top of the group, three wins out of three, absolutely killing it. Atletico Madrid bottom, three points from three games. That is a huge one. If Club Bruges managed to get a result there, that is absolutely massive. If you yeah. get anything at the, at the Metropolitano, you've got to be doing pretty well, but Bruges have been killing it this year. The last game I wanted to talk about, Barcelona getting the mind games in early. They've already <laughs> said they're afraid that Bayern Munich are going to let Inter win the last game of the game week. Uh, they're going to let Inter win it just because they're, they're not going to feel the full-strength team. Barcelona getting the mind games in. This is a huge one. Inter getting a massive result last time. Mm. Can they do it at the Camp Nou? I mean, it'll be very fascinating, wouldn't it? It'd be so fascinating to see what happens here. Lewandowski is probably on a mission just to mm -hmm. make sure he gets the goals in. But it has to be said, Barcelona haven't been playing particularly well. They haven't been mm -hmm. great. So maybe this is the sticky patch that Xavi is having to navigate through. So the mind games doesn't surprise me because I suspect, and I'm just speculating here, Rory, they need the money. They need the money. They need to get past this stage. They can't do Europa League, can they now? No, so no, let's, no. Let's no. get out of this situation. So I suspect that's why they're trying to do the mind games. But yeah, I think I think Inter could just pull it off. The way they're going about their business, they weren't too bad against the Swallow. They are mm. getting a bit more confidence, and they proved what they can do. Obviously, so um, yeah, let's wait and see. But I could see we do a one nil here. Have to say a mental stat though. Barcelona have only conceded one goal in the league in eight games. Absolutely mm. mental. So their defense is looking pretty tight at the moment. It's going to be a big ass sprinter, but I'm going to say they can at least get out of there with a point, which to be honest would be a big, be massive, big result for Inter in the context of the group. But that is us. I think we're finished, guys. There's so much football. It never ends. No, we no. love it, but it really does never end. Um, one Today is one of the days when there's... No, there is Premier League football today, isn't there? Um, Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa. It's one all in the 85th minute. Emmanuel Dennis and Ashley Young scoring Ooh. for Aston Villa. Bloody hell. And in Serie A, Fiorentina are now 4 nil down to Lazio Ooh. at home. Um, it won't even show me who all the scorers are. Facino got one goal, guys. That's what I can tell you. <laughs> um, you can look it up on your app when you hear this tomorrow. But we are finished, guys. I think that is us. Everything. My voice is going. I need some dinner. Anything to say before we go? 
beautiful as ever. Just make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because we have got some fascinating stuff that we are going to share ahead of the World Cup as well, as well as the interview that I did mention at the beginning of this show. There's going to be plenty of that content soon, so make sure you subscribe. But more importantly, Rory, I think we've come to the end. I think we are done. So we will see you again on Friday, listeners. Enjoy the Champions League. Enjoy your weeks. We will see you soon.